It has been a week of hacks, delays, and pulls. Happy Friday, friends. It's the last Friday before Christmas and effectively nearly the end of the year. Hopefully your 2020 is wrapping up about as well, about as good as it can be. I mean, given everything going on in the world, uh, this is one of the last podcasts of the year because next time I think I'll be doing my 2020 wrap up of all the stuff that I have bought this year and things that you might be want to be looking out for if you've got some holiday cash and, uh, Anyway, so here we are. It has been a really interesting week. On one hand, this should be like a quieter time of the week, but uh, effectively it has been one of the crazier times because of a little thing uh, called the Solar Winds hack. Now, there's a bunch of different names for this. I personally like Sunburst, which was created by FireEye, or a Solori Gate is what Microsoft is calling it. But anyways, this is probably the largest hack that has occurred potentially on the planet from a breadth of scale. And, and at a super high level, effectively, some of their binaries or upstream uh, content was uh, compromised, then SolarWinds signed off on it and then pushed it to all of their customers, effectively exposing them. And this is including government agencies, uh, tech companies, just a, a wide variety in the tens of thousands of companies have now been compromised from this for many months. And so I'm not gonna dive too much into the details because there are better security experts who can give you better advice about what you should be doing at this point. But the thing to understand here is that this is like really far from over. I mean, aside from the, the scary fact that uh, like nuclear weapons could have been compromised um, from the, the extreme end, there's a lot of consumer companies who have also been compromised who are just trying to figure out what the heck happened because they don't know if their sensitive data has been exposed. And so what we're gonna be hearing, I guarantee for the next few weeks, the months are these other companies coming out and saying, hey, look, we were exposed as part of this hack and your data's gone. Um, so just be on the lookout for bad things happening to your potential data because we don't quite know the full scale of this yet and it's absolutely only the tip of the iceberg at this point. People are just now understanding like if they were compromised, now they're trying to figure out what was compromised and then they're trying to figure out how and where and they can protect themselves and what the next steps are gonna be. So this is a, a, a thing that is far from over and uh, yeah. So uh, moving on, uh, this actually came up last week and the questions, and I completely glossed over this, but it is now officially out in beta that Microsoft has a new password manager that is for enterprise customers and consumers at the same time. So what this is, is Microsoft has an authenticator app. It's honestly pretty good. Um, the authenticator app is, and what they're doing is they're rolling in password management support to this. And what it allows you to do is to take your password, save it in the authenticator app, and then on iOS and Android, you can autofill uh, your passwords into it. And it'll also sync uh, across devices too, including the browser on, on the desktop. And you can also sync Chrome uh, as well. So it's not just Edge on the desktop. There is a Chrome extension as well that will do this. Now, it is very early days, and this is a very minimalistic password manager uh, at this point. It's beta, preview, alpha, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it only stores and syncs passwords. You cannot generate passwords. You cannot um, really do all the other things. You don't get notified if there's a hack like you do with one password. So it's very much in its infancy. Uh, this was originally, I think, that kind of looked like it was going to be part of Teams for Life, but they're definitely building into Authenticator, which I don't have a big issue with. I think that's perfectly fine. And so uh, just be on the lookout. Like if you're looking for a free password manager, Microsoft now has a solution built into Authenticator. You do have to go and manually enable it. If you're on the enterprise side, you're going to have to give your IT admin maybe a fruit basket or, or a bottle of wine or scotch or whatever, because uh, they will have to manually enable it for Azure AD because it's turned off by default for now. And so we will see if Microsoft ever does enable 
enable that by default, but at least for now, it's turned off by default, so you'll have to do that. But you can definitely do it on, on your, your personal MSA. So that is, uh, I mean, it's free, so it's kind of hard to complain about something like that. Uh, Microsoft is delaying Teams uh, Fluent update for uh, Windows. So if you've been waiting for those icons to roll out to Teams, you're going to be waiting until mid-January. Native notifications were delayed as well, although I think some people are starting to see them, which is a good thing. Uh, it's always been a little weird that Teams had its own notification platform and then it used Windows. But anyways, uh, Surface Duo, if you are in Canada, the UK, France, or Germany some sometime, and by sometime, I think it's somewhere around February of early next year, uh, you will be able to go buy a Surface Duo in your country if that is what you want to do. Uh, I'm really curious if anybody has any guesses on how many Surface Duos Microsoft has sold. I don't personally know, um, but I'm just curious what you guys think. I I pegged the number somewhere around 20,000, but I again, that's just kind of me shooting from the hip. There's not a whole lot of foundation there. I'd be curious to know how many you guys think have been sold. Uh, and native Microsoft 365 apps are now available for the M1 Apple devices. So basically, if you're on those things, you can now run native applications uh, from Office, so, which is you know a good thing. At least you can use your productivity. On to the gaming news of the week, and I just screwed up my Word document here. Um, bunch, bunch of gaming news across the week. Late last night, Cyberpunk uh, was pulled from the PlayStation Store, which effectually, effectively means that it is an Xbox console exclusive, which is sort of hilarious. They sort of backed into that one, but through tragically because the game was so poorly running on the PlayStation. Um, there's also the, the fact, too, that the PlayStation Store doesn't do refunds very well, whereas on the Xbox side, the Microsoft has figured it out and can offer refunds. And so on Sony's side, they're like, you know what, screw it. We're just going to pull the game and nobody's going to be able to buy it through our digital store. Now, you can still go buy it in a physical form and use it if you have a disc version of the PlayStation or the PlayStation 5. Uh, but through the digital store, which I imagine, honestly, especially going what is going on in the world, uh, most people bought it that way. Either way, you can now get a refund through Sony that way. Um, and it's just sort of a, a management forces thing out the door. And you know that the developers knew deep down in their soul that this was not going to be a poorly or well-received title, especially on some of these older devices. So um, anyways, there it is. Uh, as for is it going to be pulled on Xbox? I don't think so. Uh, Reuters actually got a comment. I actually emailed Microsoft and they hadn't responded by the time I've done this podcast about if they were going to be pulling it. But Reuters is saying that uh, Microsoft is not planning to pull it. At least uh, cyberpunk developers are saying they haven't talked to Microsoft about pulling it. And so it doesn't sound like it's going to be pulled from the Xbox store if somebody was really worried about that. Uh, EA uh, Play for Game Pass on PC has been delayed. So it was supposed to come out on the 15th a couple days ago. Obviously not here. Sometime in 2021, pretty sure that this is a technical challenge, not so much like a contract or arbitration or anything else like that. Things that you can play on your PC today, though, are Among Us. Among Us is now in the uh, Game Pass or PC product or, or platform or whatever subscription. Actually, I should use the correct terminology there. And so you can go play it. Among Us on the PC, part of that. So that's pretty cool. And over 2 million people have now played uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. I, I, I'm surprised that this like hasn't like swept like complete game of the game of the year uh in all categories because i think flight sim it just hits it out of the park for just a, a simulator i think microsoft has just done a phenomenal job and i'd be curious to see if microsoft would ever do any different sims right they always they already have like the the terrain and topography figured out like you could clearly do the semi truck like the, the like the uh the trains and anything else if microsoft really wanted to venture in that i know that there are other sims that, that cover this genre uh, but it'd be pretty cool if microsoft came out with maybe like a farming simulator who knows with their weather stuff and google stadia is now available on the iphone and ipad i believe that is technically in beta but if you want to play your stadia on your iphone you can do that and we'll soon be able to play xbox on there uh, now that these guys have figured it out and the fact that apple isn't poo-pooing all over that and so there you go let's just jump into the questions of the week there's some good ones this week 
And so we will da, 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 refresh it. I always tweet this out. It's at BDSams on Twitter. And so here we go. Shark47 says, uh, why so much secrecy around Windows 10X uh, if it's not consumer facing if it's not a consumer-facing OS, so we got there. There is and isn't secrecy around Windows 10X. I mean, they they quite literally came out and announced it. Like they they showed it off. They they talked about the Surface Neo and like they they put it out there. Um, the problem is is that 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 track that they were initially on just completely changed. So why are they being secret about it? Well, they want to get the narrative right. Microsoft is big and like they're calling it like the journey is the terminology they like to use, and they're just not ready to talk about it because they they want to make sure that when they start talking about it, they have products ready to release and while there are a lot of enthusiasts like myself and I'm, I'm assuming many people listening to this who want all the ins and outs Microsoft probably just hasn't had all the details lined up yet and it's been a very weird year and so their original timelines and aggressive uh, rollout and, and deployment strategies have probably been bumped quite a bit or pretty hard I mean it's supposed to be I, actually, I think it might be the the version that's going to ship on some of the first pieces of hardware is actually done. Now, it would be interesting to see if any of this stuff comes out at CES, right? CES is right around the corner. It's going to be all digital this year. Not probably wouldn't have gone to Vegas anyways. Uh, been avoiding Vegas for a while now. Uh, but we're going to hear a lot about new hardware that you won't be able to buy right away. That's the nature of CES. These companies will come out and talk about all this stuff. So we'll see. We will see what happens here in the next couple of weeks. And so there you go. Peter G says, have you heard anything about the marketplace coming to about the marketplace coming to Xcloud? And if so, have you heard anything of a timeline? I'm curious what you mean by marketplace, because Xcloud, or cloud gaming as Microsoft would like me to call it, is already a feature as part of Game Pass Ultimate, which means that you can just go in there and buy games. I'm wondering if you mean like add-ons for specific games. And at that point, it's only going to be dictated by what Microsoft allows. Because while there are a lot of titles and features and functionality of cloud gaming, Microsoft is very restrictive about what is and is not allowed in there. So um, I'm, if you could tell me what you mean by specifically like a marketplace, then I would be happy to try to address that or just research it. Uh, Cottonwood says, Brad, happy holidays. How is it going with the Model Y? Have you noticed anything new during these wintered months? Yes. So uh, I need to do like a, a, an app actual proper write-up on this so i've now driven my car about 1500 miles it's a tesla model y and there's a lot of things i really really like about the car and there's a lot of things that you just kind of forget are unique to electric cars it's far from perfect i mean i'm not going to sit here and tell you that the car's perfect some of the things that annoy me i mean the windshield wash windshield wiper settings are a little awkward um, to get used to and there's some hvac functionality that i just don't love um but from like a driving perspective and, and overall experience I'm quite happy with it um, the thing is you got to keep in mind, keep in mind that in the winter time, batteries and cold don't go well together. So, you know, you're going to be charging your car more in the winter than you are going to be saying like in the summer. Um, but I, my car is in a garage that is garage isn't technically climate controlled, but my garage never really gets below about like 45, 50 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, with the garage door shut. So I don't have too many, uh, too many issues and there's charging right in there. So every day I go out there and it's just completely charged up. Uh, Kadupa says, Brad, tell us more about the SolarWinds hack and what implications for Microsoft. So Microsoft has actually been pretty much on the forefront. Well, maybe forefront isn't completely perfect scenario, but Microsoft has been like out there. Microsoft actually has a triage team in place for solar, not specifically for solar winds, but monitoring this type of activity around the world 24 hours a day and seven days a week. So they are well prepared. They've already issued a bunch of patches. They've issued some guidance and they are doing what they can. They're actually notified, I think, 40 specific customers um, who are being explicitly targeted by whoever, you know, was presumed to be the Russians. Um, 
they're, Microsoft is specifically tar- telling 40 companies like, hey, look, they're, they're not, they're, you're not just exposed, like they're actively exploiting this. And so Microsoft is working quite literally like 24 hours around the clock um, trying to help companies get over this this major compromisation uh, of basically data integrity across the entire planet. And so what can I say? I mean, if you go look, Brad Smith, uh, Microsoft's, uh, I think, chief legal officer, chief legal counsel, uh, put out a post last night talking pretty diligently about what Microsoft has has unearthed so far. The thing is, is like, we're still so early into this. Well, yes, there are patches out there and SolarWinds has, has said what people should do. And we're assuming that these things are actually going to stop uh, these bad actors. But they're, I mean, when you have nation states sponsoring attacks, and if you're not familiar with what that means, that means that, hey, the government goes to a group and says, look, here, I want you to hack other companies. And like, here's just money, just keep going until you get stuff. Um, it's really hard. Be, it's really hard to prevent some of that stuff. And so it, we're, Brad Smith wants like a Geneva convention of like the cyber world, but I, I honestly don't think that's ever going to be a reality because uh, unlike traditional warfare where you actually send troops into another country, like this is, can all be done remotely. And so we'll see how this kind of changes up and, and see what changes in the world from this. Uh, it, the challenging thing here is that a lot of people who are using solar winds were trying to do it for the right reasons because they were trying to improve their, their security posture, if you will, uh, in, in, in how they manage their environments. But then when the security or just an outside vendor gets compromised like this it just it it's really really unfortunate uh, i'm curious to see how solar winds manages this um, this is going to be one of those things that it wouldn't surprise me if the whole entire company rebrands and, and kind of changes their strategy following this because uh this is a a very big deal and they're also a public company and they are taking a, a quite the licking um if you will in the public in the public stance so all i can say is really just keep watching because this narrative is very, very far uh, from being over at this point. Uh, Sydney 2K says, hello, Brad, uh, as this will probably be the last Q&A of the year, potentially, potentially, yes. Uh, what do you think were Microsoft highlights? Oh, this is a good question. Highlights and lowlights for the past 12 months. And were you, what were your own professional highlights uh, for 2020 that you look back on? Um, really good question. Trying to shoot from the hip here is a little difficult, but I should probably do a little bit more preparation. But I mean, from a Microsoft perspective, uh, they got the consoles launched, right? That is a, a massive highlight for them. Getting the Series X and S out the door during uh, a, a global... <laughs> global challenges, you know, from uh, production to everything else has been uh, a a pretty big deal. And Microsoft deserves some credit for that. Um, They also deserve some credit for how they have been handling um, just just the environment for launching these consoles. Because and what I mean by environment is like, hey, Halo Infinite didn't happen. Um, Other highlights include just the explosion of Game Pass. Microsoft is in the gaming segment, I think, has done a lot of things right. They got Flight Sim out the door as well. And they had a lot of big launches. Minecraft continues to do really well. Um, I also think it's super interesting that, you know, from another highlight from another Microsoft perspective, is the Surface Duo. While I don't think it's selling like exceptionally well, I think it shows like sort of that Microsoft saying like, hey, we're still willing to be bold in the name of pushing technology forward. I think that's more of what the Surface Duo is designed to do rather than to be a volume seller, which we all know it's not selling in volume. Um, The other highlights from Microsoft include also Teams. Like Teams really, really came into its own uh, starting in the spring when people went to the massive remote operation. Teams was there to absorb um, that expansion of remote collaboration just pretty much with ease. I mean, you can make make the same argument that Zoom did it as well, um, not discounting what Zoom has done, but that has been a, a phenomenal highlight for Microsoft uh, throughout, throughout the entire year. It was just... 
I, I don't like to tie it to like, hey, look, they just made a whole lot more money, but more so the fact that they had an infrastructure that could scale from tens of millions of daily users to hundreds of millions of daily users of their platforms across a wide variety of tooling. And that is that is not simple to do. That That is a, 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 a testament to their infrastructure and how they scaled up. And the fact that teams didn't completely collapse going from, you know, dozens of millions to, hun- to 115 million daily active users. And, and I'm sure the number's higher than right now uh, is incredible. And the thing that's incredible about that is too, is that's just one product, right? You also have like Xbox on the other side, you have like SharePoint, you have hundreds of, I wonder if they have more than like a billion active users across all their products um, hitting Azure or hitting their cloud services every day. I bet they do. I, I bet, I bet they do. Um, so those are some of the personal highlights, like the highlights from the Microsoft side. Some of the lowlights obviously are things like uh, every time Azure or the cloud, Microsoft 365 went down. Uh, the fact that they missed uh, Halo Infinite, that was a huge one. Um, 10X is sort of like one of those weird ones because we don't have all the full information yet, but it's like the gutting of what's happening or coming with 10X is probably a low light for probably some people who worked on a lot of that stuff. Um, from a personal perspective, um, I, I think sort of like the highlights are the pretty obvious ones are like, like, I feel like I did a pretty good job telling the narratives of the Xbox Series X and S, especially in 2020, um, leading right up, up to like my reveal of the Xbox Series S, um, which was, uh, you know, kind of flaky from for a little bit of time, just from uh, things we'll talk about maybe one day down the road over a couple beers. Um, but I feel like I did a really good job and, and provided some really accurate information and broke some really good news uh, on that front. And so it's a good question. I I usually save some of that for later in the year um, just because the next two weeks or so, it's really quiet and content. It's a good time for reflection, but it's, it's a good question. Uh, Mr. PKI says, a, a question, a fun question for this week. Many people get extra time uh, off this time of the year with, during the holiday break and try out some new games that are offered at holiday at a discount price and that they would never have purchased previously. Any new trying any new games with a di- oh any new games coming out with a discount this season or you might encourage people to check out. So here's <laughs> here's my challenge. Like I don't I I have such a backlog of games that I have I'd like to play like like the new AC game I have not touched yet. Um, obviously I want to play Cyberpunk, um, but then there's also the new Black Ops stuff that just can't that just dropped uh, this week that I'm still playing through. I haven't even completed the campaign yet and and Black Ops yet. Um, but there's then there's also like I have Game Pass, which I'm sure many people listening here also have, and there's a couple that have come out on there, including Control, uh, and then the new Call of C, which is sort of like this narrative gameplay. Uh, has also come out. So if you have Game Pass, I would actually just recommend giving Control and Call of the Sea uh, a, a quick spin because if you've, already, if you've already paid the subscription, you can play these games for free and you don't have to spend any extra dollar dues, if you will. Um, I don't, the, the challenge here to specifically address this question about discounted games, I'm not quite sure which games are on discount um, because, gosh, keeping trying to keep track of sales discounts is above my brain capacity each week. But um, I do keep track of what is coming in and out of Game Pass. And so, uh, I think there's some good ones in there. And so that would be my, my, my way to answer your question without fully addressing your question. Uh, Kurt Jordan says, Hey Brad, do you have any thoughts or insights on if cloud streaming will be coming to the old Xbox One family? In theory, games in the future will need newer hardware. Could this be a way to help keep older hardware relevant longer and increase the GameCast subscriber count that Microsoft truly wants? So at one point, at one point, the, the vision for cloud streaming was that in your Xbox dashboard, you could go to the store and just, we'll use control because control is in there. And you could click 
on control and it would just start playing instantly through cloud streaming like you might download like 20 megs or something just it'd be exact same way it works currently on android and as we know is coming to pc and ios next year and that way you could just start playing instantly so that was very much a part of the vision of cloud gaming and i still think that they're pushing towards that now the question is are they going to bring that specific scenario to older uh, consoles i from a business perspective, it would not surprise me if they would. Um, for your exact reasoning of Microsoft wants Game Pass subscribers rather than console sales. Now, someone's going to twist that and say, like, Microsoft doesn't want to sell consoles. The console's debt. That's absolutely not true. But if they have somebody with an older console and they can get them into that Game Pass subscription, they absolutely want to take that, that, that model. Um, because... More than likely, I think that if you have an older Xbox One, you will eventually upgrade to a new console. More than likely, at some point, not saying this year or next year, but when it comes down to the right price point, I could see a lot of those people eventually upgrading. So I do think that it will arrive. I just don't know exactly when. Um, S100 says, do you think Microsoft Password Manager offering will evolve into a full-fledged solution like 1Password and LastPass? So... This is where I get a little nervous because Microsoft is going to bring more features to their password manager. That is absolutely going to be happening. They've already said it's going to be happening. Will it ever get to the same robust? Now, I'm not as familiar with LastPass as I am 1Password because I use 1Password every day. Um, will it get to the point where it's as robust as 1Password? That I'm not sure of because, again, 1Password, their bread and butter is making a password manager. For Microsoft right now, at least, their password manager is free. It's not a business that they can't, they're not making money there. And so their incentive to make it as robust as 1Password is much less likely than, say, 1Password, who has to who has to keep selling subscriptions if they want to keep eating. And so I do think it will get better. I don't know if it will ever be as good as 1Password. It absolutely could be. We just don't know how invested Microsoft is going to be into making uh, their password manager as good as competing services. Or are they just trying to get effectively like a baseline solution that does uh, password management sync, password management generation. And that's really about, you know, the basics that you need. And Microsoft doesn't currently offer that. And so it would be a good feature. It would be a nice thing if they rolled it into like, say, Microsoft 365 for both consumer and um, um, corporate users users where they offer those extra features like hey your password's been compromised much like one password does we will have to wait and see because there's a there's a lot uh, there's a lot to talk about here if you remember many 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 months ago one password raised some i think it was one password raised a bunch of money and i had heard that microsoft was mulling around the idea of potentially looking at them i don't know if they were going to acquire them but the conversations had definitely happened and they decided to just again or roll their own rather than buying one password i can't remember if it was because one password wanted too much money or something like that and one password just is you know they didn't buy them for many different reasons and so it's an interesting option. It's an interesting option, but I don't know if Microsoft is going to make it standalone because that's when they will truly invest and make. It's one of those things, it's too early. It's too early to see. We just got it this week. We'll wait and see. Give it a couple months. And if Microsoft looks like they're slowing down on feature deployment, then I think 1Password will be you know, a better solution and this will just be like a backup option. So we will see. We shall see. Anyways, guys, that wraps it up for this week. It has just been a, a crazy week. It's been a crazy December. It's been, honestly, just a crazy year. And I hope that you are happy, healthy, and safe. And we will catch all of you right back here next time.